Welcome back to Talk Anything with Cass. I hope you guys are still with me. This is episode five, um, and I would like to introduce my friend today. His name is Sean from Dungeons and Pop, and I love this guy. We have so much fun playing uh, different games together and stuff. So, hi, Sean. How are you today? I- I'm I'm doing pretty good considering I'm recovering from pink eye. <laughs> Oh, goodness. <laughs> that doesn't sound like any fun at all. Uh, it gets better when you only have one good eye for reading. <laughs> yeah, I could see how that doesn't help things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, well, you said my name is Sean, uh, Sean O'Dell. I, I'm a podcaster for three years, and I'm surprised this is the longest I've Stayed at anything creative making. <laughs> nice. And I, I, I actually am on another show called Sewers and Shrewkins, which is a D and D five E Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast. Um, I'm like a shark. I'm always creating. Yeah, I love that. We have a lot of fun. Um, so, like, what do you do for like your normal job and stuff? I am a I am a customer's actually wait no I think it's no it's no longer customer service representative we're a customer I'm a customer experience representative. Ooh! They changed the title at work. <laughs> wow. Do you have Do you work for like a retail? Uh, I work for Atlas Sound. We sell speakers. That's not their slogan. That's just what I tell people. <laughs> Lull them into into, into um, being relaxed on the phone. Nice. 
I have that customer service voice that I had from having to work that for so many years. And so now it's like, I have like my normal voice and then I'm like, hi, how are you today? Oh my God, that is the greatest. Like, oh, it's so gross in my mouth. <laughs> the, the worst part is my, I work, I work, I leave part of the time from home. So my mom's always like, when we're, we're out and uh, out, out. Not, I'm not on the job. Like, why don't you use your customer service voice? And I'm like, because that takes a lot of effort. And I know you can understand me because you keep on look, giving me looks of uh, disappointment. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, nah, not really. <laughs> and you said you've been podcasting for three years. What got you into it? Well, that's the funny thing is um, this we. I got, I gotten into third party D and D supplements and this one came out called lasers and liches, which is exactly what it sounds like. It is the most radically nineties D and D supplement ever. There's pizza slimes. Oh man, that sounds like Ranger. fun. It is like it has a, it has classes for, you can be Neo from the matrix, stuff like that. Oh my gosh. And, and me, me and Eric were really big, um, Power Rangers fan, and we, want, we were thinking, why don't we make a campaign where we're just all playing Henshin, so do the Power Rangers campaign, and I had known Eric for a while, and I was, in the back back of my head, I was thinking, this is a way I can get, I can help him out, because he's kind of... I'm, I'm not going to go into much detail on that, but basically, I, as I, I've, I've said I'm his hype man, I literally, I literally back my head, I was thinking, I'm gonna get Eric on a, on on a podcast. People mm-hmm. are gonna get to hear him and enjoy enjoy his creativity. Sure. And yeah, that's awesome. And then we start having schedule problems, which is why we're a variety show because we end up starting. Okay, well, this is we're not recording this. We can record this, and it's yeah. it's compounded, and now we got like 15 campaigns. <laughs> I understand that. Like I started out with just reaction cry and now I'm in five different shows. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. Like I never saw myself to ever be a podcaster. Like I didn't start doing this until July of this year. I mean, I've always played, you know, RPGs, MMORPGs, TTRPGs. Like that's just, I just love video games and games in general. Um, but That's really surprising. Is, yeah, I mean, I but you know, like with my my previous like um, job because I was a chef for twenty two years, like I, there really wasn't a whole lot of time to like sit and listen to podcasts or anything like while I was cooking and stuff. So a lot of it was just listening to a lot of metal while I was cooking. And so um, when I ended up changing careers into building RVs, that's when I started to actually start listening to podcasts because like I started building, I, I started installing the drawers into the RV units. And so that was kind of a way for me to be able to kind of like fuck off on my own and just kind of like do my own thing. And so I was able to have like earbuds in and like I've always been like a a book person. Like I love books. I love reading books. And it was kind of to the point where I was like, I'm kind of tired of music. And I kind of go through spurts where like I just get tired of music, um, which is weird because I love music. But um, then again, like I still have like everybody else's music playing behind me so I still 
you know, get to listen to, you know, the music that I like because a lot of them play like a lot of the music that I like now that everybody just said, fuck management. We're listening to our own music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I really started to get into podcasts. Just, I mean, I want to say it was November of last year. Maybe, maybe it been a little bit sooner than that. I think is when I switched to drawers. And so that's when I got into that. And then I got into a server on discord because I was a Patreon for the lucky die. And then that's where I met Nick and Ashley and derps. And, uh, they were like, Hey, you want to start a D and D podcast? And I'm like, fucking a, and that just kind of <laughs> took off from there. Cause now I have like the actual time to do it. Whereas before I really didn't have the time. Oh yeah, I, I I get that. I I'm actually surprised I find the time to do it nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it's 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 always fun to do. Oh yeah, it's something that I've always kind of wanted to do is like voice, some sort of voice acting. I, I feel kind of bad because the 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 one actual play podcast I I started on, we make so much fun of. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it was, of course, the Adventure Zone. <laughs> oh, oh, see, I hear a lot about the Adventure Zone, and I actually haven't listened to them, but I have them in my, like, in my library on Spotify, but I actually haven't gotten to them, because I'm still trying to get through the Lucky Die, because I don't want it to, like, end to where I have to wait for a new episode so I just kind of been slowly listening to it so I don't have it to end (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to check them out because apparently because apparently in one of the episodes in Free Action Cry like I apparently recreated Mermaid Pox that they did in Adventure Zone and I didn't know that and they were like did you ever listen to that I'm like no, you just came up with that on your own. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not too far off, guys. <laughs> wow, I don't even remember. That must be from the new season when we're under the sea, because I haven't even heard of Mermaid Pox before. Yeah, I don't. I I fucking was really stoned when I came up with it, <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "How do you get Mermaid Pox?" I'm like. Uh, some pirates go treasure hunting and then they end up getting kidnapped by mermaids and then they scissor with mermaids. How do you scissor with mermaid? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I remember guys. that line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my, my uh, quiet year episode. <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, so what's your first topic? Okay, this one's going to be an interesting one, because I want to throw a question to you. Okay. What is your personal favorite fan concept for a movie sequel? Like, if you had an idea for a movie sequel to any movie. Man, that's so hard, because I have so many of them that I love. Hmm... What's the silliest one then? Let's put it that way. The silliest one. Probably accepted. Yeah. Yeah, where the guy makes the fake college. Did you ever see that one? Oh, yeah, that one. 
I, yeah, I, I and it has Lewis Black and um, Blake Lively. I fucking love Blake Lively. Like, if I ever had a girl crush and I ever had a chance, I would fucking do it. Um, <laughs> I'm totally straight, but I would go for some Blake Lively. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> uh, Jonah Hill, when he was first coming out, like, oh, man, such a good movie. Such a good fucking movie. I would definitely make a sequel on that one. What about you? Okay, this is um, Nutty Professor 3. But here's the thing. The villain isn't Buddy Love. Okay. The villain, or or I should say the um, antagonist is the result of the ending of Nutty Professor 2 because by the rules of the movies when Buddy gets resorted back to the, the goo right because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you see in the beginning of the movie he was re- returned back to goo and then he fell on some dog hair and then he became a person again right? Right. Then at the end of the movie he gets reverted to goo he falls into a pit uh, the Nutty Professor's girlfriend reaches into the um, the fountain, right? Yeah. And then feeds it, and then like feeds him water from that, which results in him getting back his intelligence. But here's the thing: human beings shed skin all the time. Yeah. All the t- like so my- all the time. <laughs> so my 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 idea for a sequel to it is that instead of Buddy Love. It's a female equivalent. Oh man, with like male tendencies. Yeah, that would be, it'd be fucking it'd be, hilarious. I, I had a name for it. But I feel I always feel embarrassed because I, I actually I've had, <laughs> this is a silly thing. Like this thing, I always I always get worried sometimes with some of my my characters I create for the podcast because um, I I have like a strange upbringing where like my dad was like a total sleaze but then mm-hmm. I take more after my mom so like anytime I get anything drawn like fan service like if I have like a, an idea for a pretty girl character I always develop them out <laughs> yeah so so like but this one I just thought I just thought the fun buddy love I went with the easy one um, and I I actually have like five that's the funny part is because um, the original concept was booty love because it mean it was just <laughs> rhymes and everything <laughs> I'd love that but what's funny is now I have like five NPCs to place in the Jesselheim thing that are five different variants of the character because my friend Dante <laughs> I do get a lot of art from I always call, I always send them like okay here's this fan, here's this character here's like five different ones so like there's a slime girl there's a kenku there's a cyclops there's a uh, pony folk <laughs> and but I, I just thought it was a funny idea like it just it yeah. seemed like a funny idea it's and at hilarious. one point I even I'm telling I even like made like. Have like crossover art or with that and uh, the movie Doctor Jekyll and Miss Hyde. Oh yeah, that would be good. Because it was like it was like a it was like a fan universe where like like Helen set up like a cloning ba- a cloning tank yeah. and had brought herself back, and then she started looking in other 
people that disappeared. It was, it was a goofy thing. Like, I think at one point there was even like a a female version of Judge Doom that was like basically <laughs> a femme fan- fatale. Oh, I, I, yeah. It, it's kind of it's kind of funny because there's someone's actually playing. Uh, well, someone's actually signed up to play the D and D version where it's a paladin. Uh, what we this, this race I called Ink Forge, like kind of like half half cartoon, like um, Hollywood from Cool World. I know I make mm-hmm. a lot of references. Oh no, it's okay. I get them all. Trust me, you're fine. I'm okay with the references. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was that's my idea is having because then you have the professor having to deal with Buddy coming at him from a new angle that he can't like if you you had someone go that's Buddy Love like no that's a woman <laughs> like I'm not Buddy Love <laughs> uh-uh. I am not <laughs> there's just so much chaos that could happen in that movie. Oh, a hundred percent. I think another good one, not a funny one, but like just a good one would be a league of extraordinary gentlemen that, I mean, it's so, it would be so hard to like top that movie, but like, I see it like 40 years in the, in the future where the Shane West character, you know, not Sean Connery, but the young guy, like basically takes all like just that small teaching of shooting with Sean Connery and becomes this fucking badass and him and Mina go and fucking fight bad guys like that would be so bad I love Mina Harker yeah you know what's what's really funny is in the comics um, they actually go pretty much farther to a point where that Harry Potter is the Antichrist (laughs) <laughs> I'm oh not even God. joking. That's amazing. <laughs> though in the com- it's, 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 it, I I like the movie version, even though the comic version is a lot. I, I think the comic, the movie version is a lot cooler, but the comics version is a lot more badass because she's oh, yeah. just someone who got bit by Dracula and has. Like the neck wound. She doesn't have any superpowers. Yeah. Or she doesn't turn into a bat. Like the, um, uh, I, I have a strong opinion about like movies in general. Like I love movies. Don't get me wrong. But as far as when they come to adapt them from comic books or books in general, they never do them right. Like, they never, ever do them good. Like, <laughs> they miss out on so many things, and it makes me very angry, because it's like, but you missed, like, a whole section of the fucking plot, you guys. Like, where? what happened to this scene? Like... <laughs> I, I will argue there is one, one, well, exactly one thing where the movie or the movie slash show got it better. Okay, I'll hear it. The boys. I never, I haven't got to watch that yet. Okay, okay yeah, because they actually, let's put it the way the person who wrote the comic book just hates all superheroes. So it was mm-hmm. just, the comic book was just one massive shit on superheroes. And wow. but they, when they made the show, they, there's a lot more development to characters. They give a lot more um, personality behind the characters and the villains. They get a lot more plotted out. Mm, cool. 
Um, there was one show that I saw on Amazon. What was it called? The Invincibles. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, so I have two different opinions about that. Like, they, yes, it was a very good show, but wow, did they get fucked up? Like. Ooh, like there was a few parts where I had to take a breath because I was like, that was intense, guys. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Got my heart going a little bit there. Holy shit. Oof. And that's like one of the most accurate shows, too, almost practically. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, I am a huge, huge, huge fan of uh, Joseph Michael Linsner. He wrote uh, the Dawn series and he also wrote Vampire Christmas and the Dark Ivory series and he actually just re like did the DC Marvel characters in his style and he did fucking amazing. Um, he oh his stuff is uh, gothic fantasy and it does get a little crazy fucking gory but wow I was not expecting that from that show I was like wow guys wow (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what's your next topic okay this is going to be an interesting one Disney protagonists that would make an exciting podcast campaign BBEG Hmm. Definitely Maleficent. She's my girl. Oh yeah, I I like the, the I I haven't read the books, but I've read but behind it like the um was it Wicked? Is Wicked it or is that a different character? Now I'm thinking about that Miami, is the witch Wicked. from Wizard of Oz. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I think I've read up on Maleficent the movie. That one's a good one. I think. Yeah, it is such a good movie. Oh. I always like villains where you understand where they're coming from. Like, yep, mm-hmm. yep. And see, I've got like so everyone that has ever played World of Warcraft is always they always go at me whenever I say that Sylvanas Windrunner is literally my favorite boss in that or character NPC in that whole game and they're like oh well this fucking expansion she did this I don't care I stopped playing at Miss Pandaria guys like I love her for her story before the new expansions like they could have stopped at Burgundy Crusade for all I give a fuck but like I, I don't give a fuck about that like she literally got her soul ripped out of her and turned into basically a marionette by Arthas I don't care about what she did I mean she pretty much like I, I don't blame her to be honest to, for her to rise up and be like fuck all you guys cause she deserved that shit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, uh, that's something like it, and not to toot my own horn, this is actually something I got proud of, like, I actually managed, because I, I did a one shot where the players did not actually, they, the whole time, they did not actually attack the B, the BBG. Aww. It was like, um, because it was, like... The it was for uh, the guess how I one shot the uh, Spanner and Friends one because it was all about they were investigating these people mysteriously attack um, 
stealing stuff, and they found out sure. that the town, gar- the gar- town gargoyle, she was actually like a uh, familiar, like a um, I can't remember which familiar it was, but they had been at the site of like this huge, massive magic thing going on, so they had shape shifting abilities, and they had clay they could put on people and control them. Sure. And they they figured out she was the one stealing it, and and figured out oh this because she's stealing this these med, uh, medication because she was changed she was having trouble maintaining this gargoyle form she had because she was still kind of like a clay familiar that was just supercharged with magic and so they literally spent the whole combat as she was attacking him and running away just grabbing onto her and just trying to talk her down. Oh, okay. That's interesting. It was kind of fun because it, it was also it's also an NPC inspired by um, the what's I want to try and remember. I'm trying to remember the, the most recent Nutcracker movie, like the modern one. Um, I can't remember. Is it the Sugar Queen? Sugar Plum? Sugar Plum Queen from that? Uh huh. Yeah, because it was inspired by that, because I liked the idea from that movie. That was a really good movie. Like, spoilers for that one, she's a BBG. Oh, yeah. And her her whole story in that was that she had felt abandoned and that she wanted control. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, it's it's been a while since I've watched that movie, but if I remember correctly, yep, that is, you are correct. Um, one, one, one of the things I, I, I would I would love to see someone do in a podcast a campaign is have the BBG uh, make a version of the main character from the frog the frog the frog is it frog prince or frog princess like, uh, I think it's frog princess frog princess have it turn out the BBG is just someone working in the industry of this town that's been working behind the scenes and is just an ambitious yeah. person trying that would be amazing just like a little maid sweeping oh kind of oh my gosh kind of like on disenchantment where like the little girl that's just like sweeping the floor she's like you know I'm magic right <laughs> <laughs> Such a yeah. good show. Um, what's your next topic? Okay, I think actually three and four for me it's actually the same. My part, my 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 thing is the same thing. It's a favorite non-canical side story to a franchise. And okay. then, have you seen what the FNAF community has come up with? <laughs> no, I have not. Well, there's this really cool story <clears throat> called Memoirs of a Hairless Ape. Okay. And it's this really long story. It's I absolutely suggest checking it out, even if you're not a FNAF fan, because it does a lot of character development, character interaction, because it's uh, the premise of the story is that the security guard wakes up in a world of furries. Okay. And that Everyone, that's where the name comes from. Everyone ex- just thinks they are a hairless ape. Oh. 
or because they're because humans are fictional in this world. Sure. That's and funny. he yeah, and he gets he he um, gets taken in by this apartment complex and in the apartment complex all the apartments are the different generations of FNAF animatronics. Uh-huh. As as animal people. Oh man, that's funny. And it's just him interacting with them and and like learning more about the world and out how there's this um this this franchise where there's a human an- human animatronics with the typical like you know FNAF stuff going on. Sure. But it's 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 really good book. It's really good. Like I read, I've read read through it a couple times now because it's it's just a lot of fun character interaction because it just has all these people are broken by this organization, but you also have Mike making these friends and finding his place in this world. Where it, it, it struck me, it, it, it resonated with me because it was a really good story about you know someone lost trying to find their place in the world, and it. It, it, it's an interesting story because it as it goes through eventually he figures out that something happened at the facility and it swapped him and the animatronic version of himself oh okay and he's talking he talks to one of the uh, the Freddy Fazbear counterparts and they have this discussion about like we can't tell anyone else about this because how are how are our friends going to find out find out in this other world their murderous animatronics and then there's like a part where like even then like uh, Mike is talking to to him is like I'm just a copy of him of the one you know it's like no Mike I've worked with this person for this animatronic for years mm-hmm. you're not the copy of him he's the copy of you. And then your head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of—it's it, not the same, but it kind of reminds me of um, this podcast audio drama that I listened to. Uh, it's called Remade. It's not so much like the furry, uh, like clone type thing, but it's almost so they these kids basically get pulled out of their existence some of them die all at the same time and they get their souls basically get pulled out by this alien quote-unquote race that have robots that are basically remaking them and trying to figure out um like what to do to remake human society and to make it better and um so then these kids like come upon all these different types of robots so you've got like the killer robots that like literally maim these children that are like you know 16 years old and they end up remaking a cave woman um and give her speech and um so that like these kids are literally trying to figure out um a, what the fuck happened? B, how the fuck they got there? C, like what they're supposed to do because there's no no one telling them like anything about where they're at or what happened. So it's it's a very good listen. I I very much uh, recommend. Have to check that one out. Yeah, it's really good. It's on the like the realm 
Um, like, uh, they've got a whole bunch of them. That's pretty much all just audio dramas, but it's like a, the, the company kind of like, um, uh, like cast media that they've got for um, podcasts and stuff. And I'm trying to think of the other ones, but this, this one's basically called realm and they have a bunch of audio dramas that I listen to. They're so good. So good. I recommend all of them, especially black Friday. So fucking good. So fucking funny. Black Friday. Yeah. It's got Fred Armisen in it. And, um, uh, he's a, clerk at basically a a Sam's Club (laughs) and he's there on the night of Thanksgiving and um, his manager ends up summoning this demon from hell to basically make him the most powerful guy in the Marx Club is what they call it Marx Club (laughs) and uh, all hell breaks loose literally on Black Friday (laughs) in this fucking um, department store it is by far the most amazing thing you absolutely have to listen to that shit (laughs) I I definitely do I've I've heard Black Friday zombie apocalypse I gotta I gotta hear demon summoning that's that's gotta be a thing (laughs) yeah Yep, it's uh, it's got Fred Armisen as the main guy. So as long as you find him, then that's the right one. I can even send. Actually, I'll just send you the link. Fuck it, I know how to get a hold of you. (laughs) 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 Um. Oh yeah. So go on. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go on about yourself. Oh no, no, it's all good. Um, actually, there's one other one I want to. Um. I first I gotta ask you a question, Cass, because I realize I've never asked this. Okay. Do you know what common writer is? Common writer? Yeah. Like writing or like writing with a pen? Like a, uh like uh like riding a motorcycle. It's like a um have you ever heard of mast rider? I guess another question. Or power rangers. Mm-mm. Uh no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Okay, well, it's this Japanese. It, it's basically the. Um, it's like the where we got Power Rangers from. It's like the 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 counterpart, the lone guy, oh, the lone bat. Oh, okay. Yep. Now I know what you're talking about. Yep. Because uh, I was in like when did Power Rangers come out? Ninety. I want to say in the nineties. Ninety-five. I want to say ninety-five. So I was in the fifth grade, I think. I'm fucking old. Oh my god. Yeah, because they had like a, they 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 crossed o- they crossed over one of the common rider series as masked rider, where they had like the the alien kid that turned into like the mm-hmm. bug man. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. I remember that now. Anyways, go on. Yes, I remember. Yeah, because they they released a manga that had it's really this manga is really good because it was like a, a celebration of what they call the Showa series, which was like the uh, first. Like what they always almost say, like the golden age is for DC or Marvel. Sure. Yep. And the first, the first arc of the manga is about this guy, this this side character who was just he was just this police officer, right? Who mm-hmm. hung out with common right with, with one of the common writers, and he goes back home to New York, and he's telling stories about how he went to Japan and saw this man who could kick someone so hard they explode. Okay. Yep. I remember that. Sure. 
and and then there, he starts finding out these disappearances and he comes in, comes across a monster like the ones in Japan and it takes one of the kids he knows in the neighborhood who's like this uh, orphan who's a really good singer who's actually going to was going to be to a concert and he gets turned into a vampire and he tries contacting his friend friend right who's who's a common mm-hmm. writer and can't get a hold of him mm-hmm. and he he um it's this really nice arc I like about it for the whole arc of the series because it's all about this normal guy who stands he stands side by side with the the writers because he um as he's figure he, he comes across the kid and finds out he got turned into a vampire he starts to figure out okay it's this priest in the area that's turning people into vampires right sure and he remembers this conversation that this kid told him that like Hey, we you talk about common rider, we were talking about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes to confront the this vampire priest and in a bike helmet, has his bike, has a skull like the the, the bike helmet has like a skull on it. And he, it's kind of neat because he faces him like he he actually kitted up, so he he's he's just a normal guy, but he, he actually has like this knuckle brace that he made that basically lets him, like, if he punches someone, it actually sh- it sets off shotgun shells. Oh, yeah. And, uh-huh. And they kick, kick, and he electrifies uh, the boot, and he's trying to fight this guy, and he gets his ass kicked, right? Yeah. And also, and then, like, right, right, but he get killed. Door gets kicked in. And you see com- the guy who's coming right, goes, Hango, sorry I'm late. <laughs> so he transforms and he bursts in, and they're, they're start fight, they're fighting it. And it's what I like about the story is that like he got his friends out. It's like sorry, I'm late, and he goes to him because there's this thing called double rider. Because there was the first two common riders, and first there was the first rider, then there was a second rider, then they work together as double rider, right? As most of them do. And what I really liked about this story was that. Um, he go because the Kamen Rider gets saves him and he he holds out his hand and pulls up Hongo. Today we are double rider. So like, I like the idea of this 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 normal guy who stood who stood side by side with superhuman cyborgs. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good. I, I almost I almost suggest just looking at the. I, I'm linking to the manga just reading the first chapter because it's amazing. Because like. They're going after the vampire, and this guy gets his bike up onto the. He ends up literally um, as they're chasing a vampire guy. He gets knocked down by the rider, and this guy literally rides up the side of a bridge and drops and jumps his bike on top of this vampire. <laughs> oh shit! That's awesome. <laughs> this, That's like, like some Kate Beckinsale shit from Underworld. I love her. Yeah, it, it's it's a really good story, and it's all about how like they realize, okay, there's more of these monsters are coming out. We're gonna Hongo, we need you to start gathering the riders, and it brings all these riders together while Hongo's also equipping all these normal people to be like kind of like I don't want to say red shirts, but sort of red shirts. Sure. But it, it's a really good story. And the one thing I liked about it was like there's like there's a part at the end, like in the middle of it, like there's a saying that goes, even if you don't believe in it's a saying like even if you don't believe in, in God and Buddha, there is common rider. 
And it's one of the things that kind of stuck out. That's like I like about Common Rider because a lot of it's like the general premise there are these people turned into, should be turned into monsters and using the power that turned them into monsters to fight evil and save people. That's kind of what I like about Dawn, too. Oh, no, that's fine. I love it. Um, I. Love. The one thing I love about Dawn is that it's a totally different concept between like the with the Bible lore, quote unquote, um, and the main character Dawn. She is the only one of all the spectral beings that can go in between the gates of heaven and hell. They. She's also considered the goddess of birth and rebirth. And um, she's also the one that most Wiccans are considered to like pray to her. And he really mixed in a lot of like the Bible lore with the Wiccan lore and everything. And I love it so much because I am Wiccan. <laughs> but um, like I, I, I think and his art. Oh, my gosh. His art is freaking amazing. You have to check him out. I think you'd really enjoy him. I, I will just point me, point me a link in your direction. <laughs> Oh, I will. What's your next topic? Okay. This is the one we were talking about earlier. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. What is I'm so the ready weirdest, for this. What is the weirdest event of your childhood? Oh, gosh. Or weirdest events, um, I should say. Um, I don't think I really have a whole lot of weird ones. Um, I guess it might have been when my brother (laughs) it didn't really happen to me but it happened to my brother and my cousin so one summer it got really really hot where we were at and um, my dad and my grandparents had a man camp it sounds weird but it's basically a big like camp for all of their workers and them because they drilled uh, uh, uranium um, natural gas back in the day and this was like way back in the 90s by the way <laughs> and um, the we, so we were literally out in the middle of freaking nowhere because where we were at we were on like basic location and there was probably another maybe two and a half hours from town from where we were at and my Nana decided she was going to put the um the hose on the old timey like swing set on the on the slide so like you know how like it had like the metal slide and then it had like the two swings and then like just like the monkey bar (laughs) that was like the old one that we used to have and Mm -hmm. so my cousin and my brother decided that they were going to use that as a water slide Um, But they weren't going fast enough, so they decided to take off their swimming suits and ended up with mud up their bum. (laughs) (laughs) And my poor Nana had to fish it out (laughs) of their bum because they were very uncomfortable after that. (laughs) (laughs) I was not a weird child. I stuck to myself mostly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, tell me yours. I've been waiting. Okay, I, got, I actually got three stories. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for it. The youngest... The word, one when I was the youngest, I think I was about uh, seven or eight. My dad was going to go into town 
to do something and I just want to ride in a car, right? So I went out to ask my mom if I go off and he goes, yeah, sure. And I, I head outside and he's left. I see him leaving the parking lot, right? Mm-hmm. Me being an eight-year-old child, I think I can catch up to him. Oh, no. And this was in, I want to say, Two Rivers. So, like, it was a huge city. Somehow, I still do not know to this day. Because I followed him until I couldn't see him. And then I managed to walk a, the direct path he drove, even though he <laughs> disappeared out of my sight. Two miles. Oh, my gosh. How old were you? I was eight. <laughs> Eight. Oh my god! And, it, and this was going out. To, this is walking out to the main drag too. And I, I managed to find him at the um, where he was going to. I think he was getting insurance or something. And I walk in. and goes, "Hi, Dad." He's like, "Sean, where the hell are you doing here?" It's like, "Mom said I could get a ride with you." <laughs> like, uh, I sure really liked me? it. <laughs> she never let him move that down. <laughs> and he also says, I would have never let you go and gone if I knew he'd already left the parking lot. That's so funny. Oh, I guess. Well, so I was like four. And since it's kind of like a weird thing on that kind of thing. Um, I called my Nana one day and I was like, Nana. So my town that I lived in, there was like 1500 people that I grew up in. And my Nana lived like 12 miles from where I was at at the moment because it was like uh, we were waiting for our house to be built at the moment. And she lived pretty far out of town. And um, I called her. I was like, Nana, I want to come over and bake cookies. And she's like, yeah, come on out. Well, that was the incorrect words to say to a four-year-old. Um because my dad decided that he was going to take a nap on the couch. And my biological mom, uh, she was in Casper, which was like 22 miles from my hometown. That was our big city. That was where you went to go to like Walmart and wherever. They had a mall there. Um, Yeah, so it was like one of those big cities. (laughs) And um, I was like, okay, well, my dad fell asleep on the couch and I was like well fuck it I know where to go it was like November and I decided to walk and I did not have any coat or socks or shoes on (laughs) I made it like four miles dude (laughs) and um like these two ladies like stopped and they were like do you need help like are you okay and I'm like yeah, I'm okay. When I and I'd gotten to like this bridge, um, for that was like basically starting where there was no more sidewalk, um, and I was just kind of looking at the river under the bridge, just kind of like, uh, do I do it? Do I not do it? And then they pulled up, and I was like, uh, now I'm scared. And so eventually, like a cop pulled up, who actually is a. I ended up being friends with his daughter in school from like preschool all the way into freaking until I moved. Uh, I think it was my junior year. And um, <laughs> then I finally get in, and then my Nana shows up, and I was like, hey, Nana, how's it going? She's just like, what the hell is what? <laughs> like, I said to come on out. <laughs> 
<laughs> she watched her words after that. <laughs> wow. It's pretty good making it four miles for a four-year-old. Oh, yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I almost made it. <laughs> What's your next story? I'm ready okay, for I, I, will, I, I, will let, I will let you pick because I'm going to give you the title of both. The time... A cold, a cold, a cold inflicted delusion tried to kill me. Okay. Or the um, the blow up doll massacre in the woods. Oh my god! Definitely the blow up massacre in the woods first. I'm ready for this. Okay, this this these actually happened in the same town. We for what time we lived in the town of Adele in Wisconsin. So I was Odell from Adele, <laughs> and I had this rival there. His name was I want to say Nick. O'Doyle. No, well, actually, just kidding. <laughs> no, he was like this. No, maybe it wasn't Nick, but it was like the, I hated I hate this guy because like. When I first moved there, like he's like came up and he like found out like I was into Power Rangers and he used that against me. And the funny part is, as much as this guy caused me heck, the one time I actually had to fight him, he um well not the, this is technically a third story because um at one point like he was he was he had come uh into our into my yard when I was working on my bike and I had a ninja star and he stole the ninja star. And I was like tired of it. I just walked over to his house and I was going to just tell his parents he's trespassing on our, our yard and stealing my crap. And he comes out with his football player brother, right? And he's like saying, what are you doing here? And I want to talk to your parents. Like a nerd. Mm. And I thought he was going to rush me. So I, I uh, or I, thought, I can't remember what happened. If he lunged at me or I thought he was going to lunge at me. And he knocked me to the ground. And this is where I formed one thing about this guy. He did not know how to fight. <laughs> he literally fought like the a pedantum fight like a girl like he literally is just trying to scratch my eyes out right <laughs> and I have yeah, him on top of me <laughs> and I did the one coolest thing I think I've ever done is I complete I performed the Ryu forward throw okay. because he's like on top of me so I but I did it worse than like you know like sticking your foot into their chest and throwing them back overhead, sure. right? Yeah. My foot hit his crotch. Ooh. And then I threw him overhead. Oh. I, I've actually been surprised to find out he still has ch- he has had children since then, so oh, I didn't well, do that's permanent good. damage. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I mean, who would really want that to procreate? Well, the thing is that they they would go out in the woods and he would do whatever, and I I had to be careful when he went out the woods because I didn't want to get like beat up by the group, right? Sure. And I went out in the woods once, and I found the most horrifying thing you want to find out your bullies had done to anything out in the woods. Oh God! There was a there was the remains of a blow up doll. Oh, were they experimenting? Like it, was, <laughs> it was torn up. Like all that was left was the um, bosom. Oh, they. Uh... See, yeah, 
I don't Yikes. I don't know what they did out there. <sighs> Hopefully, well, a- it might have been better for him if you would have made him not be able to have children because who knows he might be a serial killer <laughs> we don't yeah, know pretty much <laughs> <laughs> and it, but this is one of the worst part the worst part was i heard them coming oh i found i found their victim Hmm. so i'm at the thing is i i i luckily i managed to sneak all the way around and i just went in deeper in the woods i managed to sneak around and i gave it a proper burial Aww. Because I stuck, it was funny because I snuck around, I kind of snuck around in the woods and went, ironically, this is around, now that I think about it, the area it was, I was probably only like half a football field away from the other story too, where the other story happened too, now that I think about it. Okay. Because there was this, there was this field out in the woods between, in the middle, between all the sections of this wood out there. Uh-huh. But yeah, I had, I had snuck around, and what I had done was there was a pile of rocks near this sewer grate that I've had from them before and two. Uh-huh. And what I I did was I buried the I buried the um, quote unquote bosom under a b- bunch of rocks out there, and then it, later on they're like, "Were you out in the woods?" It's like, "No, no, why? Why? What do you mean? What are you talking about?" It's like, "Were you out in the woods?" I know. Why would what 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 would I have found out in the woods? And they just stare him down. Like, <laughs> Why don't you like, tell me if I've been out in the woods and tell me what I would have found? Hmm. <laughs> and he stared down. He stared me down, and it's like, ironically, I think they finally let me let me alone later on when they um they were chasing me in the same. Ironically, this when I think about it, all the supernatural stuff happened around this one sewer grate. And not hmm. not necessarily supernatural, but bad stuff. At one point, they were chasing me on my bikes, and I tried to I tried to um, do a quick turn to try to get one. Like like you know, in the movies, they always have they're going on the bikes, and they sneak around the the car, and someone hits the car. Mm-hmm. And I tried to do this, but I I was going too fast. Oh, e- I skidded under the car. Oh. Oh. Did you get hurt? Mm, let's put it this way. When I got up, they did not want to be steed near me because I t- it tore the skin off the entire left side of my leg and oh. tore my, my, my jeans in half on that oh, side. Oh, poor Sean. <sighs> oh. But, well, you, you at least are still alive. That's, that's a good yeah. thing, though. I, I still think it's funny though that like I said like the last story is I was homesick in the same area when we were in the same area okay because I had a really bad coat Aww. and you know you know how like in the movies there's always like that mysterious voice that gets the person to go out and then they run into something supernatural mm-hmm and I always kind of wanted to believe in the supernatural back then and I always thought maybe I was gonna have that I was gonna have that um, quote unquote fox films adventure <laughs> and, and it's not like before. it is in the movies unfortunately they're very annoying oh mostly. yeah so i hear this voice and this is when it was snowing really bad in wisconsin so that the the the, the field in the back there was like i want to say about a yard of snow on top of the corn mm-hmm. and his voice convinced me to go out into the middle of the field because I'm so I'm just so delirious and stuff. Oi. I 
I get halfway in and then I fall through the snow. Ooh. And the snow's falling all around me, and I'm. I, it took me a while to finally get up, and then I, 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 I made a mistake of trying to get up, and I fell again. So I, what I ended up having to do was I crawled back up on the snow, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I had to like, um, fireman. I think it's fireman crawl. Fireman crawl. Mm-hmm. All the way back. Oi. And I never listened to voices in my head after that. Yeah, I don't blame you there. That was a trickster that you got. Oh, that's not fun. You survived though. Those yeah. are those are those are the most um, mistaken for demons is tricksters, and unfortunately, that's what gives demons bad rap. But I won't get into that too far because <laughs> there's too many people out there with too many opinions. Um, that's kind of crazy because I fell through a frozen river when I was like 12 or 13. And I had to, I kept pulling myself up and I kept falling back through. And I finally was able to like crawl up on my belly and my friend that I was with, she like pulled me up and pulled me out. And it was actually that same river that I stopped at when I was four that I didn't cross to go to my Nana's house. Wow. Yeah, I almost died that day (laughs) had my friend not saved me. It's crazy. The crazy things that happen when you're a kid and then you don't think about it and then you're like, whoa, like I almost died. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, like I I actually flipped over when I was like, I think I was about that where I I tried to climb out of a cart and flipped it over and Ooh. gave myself a concussion, split my skull. Ouch. Yeah. The sad thing is, I got while I was in the hospital for that, I actually got banned from the playroom for the kids because I ended up running. A, uh, they had like one of those little wagons that you'd sit on and ride around, right? Uh huh. I wrapped it around a nurse's legs. <laughs> <laughs> he was like Ricky Bobby up in this bitch. I'm going fast. <laughs> <laughs> Was that your fifth topic or? Yep, yep. That was my fifth oh. topic. Okay. Um, so let's do recommendations. What's your first recommendation? My first recommendation is the most underrated movie of all time, Monster Squad. <gasps> that is one of my favorite movies of all time. It is. Uh, it's so good. I, I love like how like the it, it became big twenty years after it came out, and they've always they yeah. said, like at the premiere for uh-huh. that. We just came out twenty two twenty years too early. I know, and I actually watch it like pretty frequently, especially around Halloween. And uh, oh man, I love that it's on Prime. Just saying, I love it. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta rewatch it this 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 month sometime. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the I just love about it that it's it's so on um what's the term unorthodox and how to yeah. approach everything. Yeah, it's like not the normal lore of all the monsters, and it's just it fucking cracks your ass up, man. It's so good, so good. 
Um, have you ever seen Strangeland? I haven't, but I can check it out. That I recommend for any... I mean, I don't know if you're a big metalhead, but it's a good fucking movie is all I got to say. And the... uh, I, soundtrack I'm, I'm is weird. amazing. I like, I, I like Japanese metal more than normal, Ooh. but I listen to metal. You know, I like Duran Gray. They're pretty good. Um, the, I'm not so much on the baby pop metal or whatever they call it. The where the chicks are doing it is just weird for me um, because it makes me feel like I'm in like a like I'm watching a. Um, like a K-pop video, but I'm listening to something else in the background. That's the way it makes me feel like. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, my my favorite band is Maximum the Hormone. I haven't heard of them. Have you heard of Dirt and Gray? It sounds familiar, but I'd, I'd have to I'd have to hear a song to place it. I think I'll send you a couple songs. You might like them. They're the one that um, did a Death Note theme. Oh, okay. Yep. They, they're they're, um, they're on they're unorthodox uh, J metal. Oh, okay. I'm all right with that. I'll check it out because I like I like me some metal. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend Strange Landing. Uh, I think the same guy that plays the main guy in that one also plays the main guy in Brain Scan. Did you ever see that back in the nineties? I haven't. I think I saw it, but it's one of those things where I don't think I remember it. You'll have to check it out again. It's on Prime as well. It's um, got Edward Furlong when he was like a baby, like, oh, such a little baby kid. But the guy that plays um, the main... Oh, shoot. Now I can't remember his name right now. It'll come to me eventually, and then I'll slap myself in the face because (laughs) I knew it all along. But it's like, oh. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but yeah, I recommend that one as well. Brain Scan. Since it's Halloween time, we got to get these spooky shit out. Yeah. <laughs> Horror to the max. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite book? Or my I guess your book recommendation. Uh, my favorite book is actually written by a friend of mine. Ooh. It's uh, Shards of Glass, Agents of Argyle book one by Jeremy Volner. Ooh. You'll have to make sure to send me all the information for all your recommendations and I'll put them in the show notes. Yeah, it's, it's a really good book because he, he does, uh, he does like kind of like um, it's like supernatural meets cop drama, but it's, he does a really good job of making everything make sense scientifically. Ooh, like I he, like that. He, like explain the like explanations for why vampires have to count every, the the lore that um, they have to count everything thrown in front of them, stuff like Ooh. that. Wow, it's a really good book. He yeah, has like three of them out. I still got to get the third one and listen read read it because I've read read this one and the the uh, second one. Oh yeah, I'm gonna check that out for sure. So make sure you send me that info because then I'm gonna check that out too. Heck yeah. Yeah, I learned uh, most of my role playing from Jeremy. He is a really good friend. And that's I, awesome. I try to pimp, pimp his stuff as much as I can. <laughs> that's always nice to have the friend like that for sure. 
I have a friend that I recommend all of her shit to because she's pretty creative. And um, she actually wrote a book that has been released on Amazon, but I can't remember what it's called right now. Um, pretty fucking amazing. She's got a website. It's like Design Stylers with a Z for the Z at the end. Um, she does like wood burning and all sorts of crazy, just crafty things like knit hats and she always she makes all my hats for me and I wear all of them every single one of them a hundred times um, I guess uh, my book recommendation would be The Witching Hour by Anne Rice because of course you have to go horror again with that uh, Halloween theme and it's Anne Rice why the fuck not and it's like the one thing that she did off to the side of her vampire series and I highly fucking recommend it so nice yeah. What's your next recommendation? The game Going Under. It's uh it's a neat Ooh. neat little rogue roguelike that like combines uh monsters with uh corpor- corporations. Ooh. I like, might it, have to check that out too. It's you basically play an intern who's been told to deal with the dungeon underneath the uh the uh restaurant you're working at. And deal with the uh, corporate. It's it, it's it's like kind of fun, like a lot of pun corporate puns. Like um, I think it's like coffee. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like coffee goblins are the theme of the first dungeon, stuff like that. It's 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 funny. It's like you like you, you basically go through using office supplies and other weapons to make oh. it through all these dungeons. Cool. That sounds like fun. Aww. Um, I recommend D&D Online. I mean, come on now. Let's get with the TTRPGs, bitches. Although I am really excited for the um, Choo Choo Charlie, or Choo Choo Charles, I oh, guess, yeah. game that's coming out. Oh, man, that looks so fun. It Can't does. Wait. Oh, man. Someone actually made a D-make of that, too. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Are you ready for your tarot reading? Yes, I am. All right. So you ended up pulling the Hermit, the Hierophant, and the Four of Cups. Um, The Hermit card first indicates that um, you might have to retreat from, like, worldly concerns in everyday life to, you know, bring your attention inward, you know, just kind of self-contemplate. Um get that inner light of wisdom inside yourself um doing this it will definitely like bring in some new and deepened understandings which might up actually help you with uh, creativity and any sort of like spiritual quest that you're on and, okay yeah um and then the hierophant she she shows up when um Basically, she's a sign of authority, and um, I'm trying to think of how to. I, I know how to like say it in my head, but to like convey it out. Um, basically, 
She's she's arising to confront you with your own conformity, and she's encouraging you to answer like difficult questions of what you believe right now and why. Um, it, this may be because you're following in the footsteps of um, what has been established in like your family, like career paths or religion or like other belief systems. Um, to conforming to the pressure of your community. And basically she's just saying to you, figure out what you want to believe in and don't make other people pressure you to into that. Okay. That makes, that makes a lot of sense with some stuff I've been thinking about. Yeah. And really the best thing for that kind of thing, especially for like beliefs and religion and that kind of thing, do your own research, read, 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 read. Um, I read, read and read, and that's how I became Wiccan. So it's just, uh, and I'm more pagan than I am Wiccan. So it's, it's more so just what you really feel comfortable in your body and what, in your heart and your soul and what you like to do and what you really feel more comfortable in, um, not really worshiping or whatever, but more so just feeling comfortable with what you can use as your guiding system is what I say. Um, and then your four of cups, um, and this actually kind of falls in line with the previous card. It's basically telling you to uh, ask yourself if you're willing to step beyond your dissatisfaction to consider what the fourth cup might hold. Um, the three cups could represent the dissolution of like a relationship, but in the fourth cup, a special friendship remains. Um, the three cups could be a loss of a job, but in the fourth cup, a gift of like free time or to pursue a, a dream. Um, whatever the circumstances within the cups, we must make the effort to like inquire into what's being offered to ask ourselves if we are more comfortable with our pain than with the effort or risk required to change it. Um, and then there, there is still time to find healing and salvage the blessings contained in the cups. Um, but in order to see them, like you have to take action. So it, it's basically going kind of alongside with the other two cards for you. So I'm hoping um, with a little bit of guidance or with whatever research you need to do, if you need any more help from me and need more cards, I absolutely do that for you. But yeah, I mean, go, go do your research and see what you feel more comfortable with. That makes a lot of sense. I've been, with my reads, I've been trying to figure out, like, I got some cards I gotta pay off. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to balance that with actually, you know, enjoying the race yeah and that makes a lot of sense too um so i guess uh it's if you need extra help just let me know and i can draw more cards for you anytime just dm me okay thank you yeah so you want to plug your stuff before we say goodbye uh, i can be found at sewers and shrulikens a dnd 5e Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle podcast, and I'm always on Dungeons and Pop. 
uh, a tabletop variety show. Uh, both can be found on your podcast, Chaser of Choice. And I'm also regularly a guest on Role Players at the moment. Yeah. I did post that um, episode from the other day on my Talk Anything with Cass as well. So you can check it out if you want. Um, and then you can also find me. I'm on Role Players, Free Action Cry. Uh, this one and now I'm also on Four Friends and a Tabletop RPG I'm still surprised Nick has started his own podcast now <laughs> I know <laughs> it's so fun it was kind of like a mutual idea I think and then we were just like man this was so fun let's keep doing this <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so we've got freeactioncry.com funinstallersnetwork.com you can pretty much find both of us there really if you're checking out any of our podcast stuff um and i hope you have a great day blessed be goodbye bye oh man that was so much fun again thank you so much for sean to come and be my guest today and uh, i just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you have a really great day. Blessed be.